Hey everybody, welcome back to Libations and Legends. This is Jen. And this is Bob. And we are here today on this gloomy, rainy Friday. All we want is, all I want to be able to do is to turn the heat off. It's almost May, and we still have the heat running. And I'm sick of it because it's making our electric bill like crazy high. So, but I digress. Um, today, I am, uh, my beverage of choice today is a nice uh, Rolling Rock uh, beer. And uh, Bob, what do you got over there? Uh, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's refreshing. Any particular flavor or just straight lemonade? Hard lemonade. It's, it's lemonade. It's, it's just, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Bye. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. I don't have any quirky little news story for you, although, uh, nah, I'm not going to get into it. So, <laughs> we're going to start. Bob's Bob goes first this week, and I'm going to kick it over to him. Take it away, honey. Here I Oh, so, doing my research for this week's show. And and first I was like, ooh, I think it's time for a, a serial killer, some type of slasher or something like that. But, you know, I, I, it takes so much more um, background work to be able to really get to the bottom of those types of stories. And uh, instead I saw this lovely, lovely beast from uh, Loveland, Ohio called the Loveland Frog Man. Ooh. Ooh. Frog Man. Frog. Like a Navy SEAL? <laughs> now, I, you know, no. Oh, okay. Different. Oh. Maybe less deadly. Oh, less deadly than a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And or, Loveland, or Loveland is, is where? Okay, so Loveland is a small town that's about 15 miles northeast of Cincinnati. Cincinnati in the house! What, what? So it's it's actually like one of the Cincinnati suburbs, I guess, is how they they yeah. plan it. But right, I mean, it's a, a small town. I say it's like ten thousand people population now. Yeah. I so don't, when I, this whole started back in nineteen fifty five. Yeah, I don't think it's too far. The Loveland is very far from where Kathy, my our, our aunt Kathy lives. My aunt Kathy. Yeah. His aunt Kathy, because we're married. 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 She's the old my my old lady. <laughs> and and not to say that you're old. I'm old. Or that you're a lady. Well, that's debatable also. But you know. You're my old lady. Yeah. So alright, so back to this. Uh as I said, this kind of started out in nineteen fifty five, the Lo- the Loveland Frog. Um so if you put your way back machine and set it for May of 1955. All right, there was a businessman of some sort, as the legend goes, who was traveling over the uh, Little Miami River. Okay. Now, there's apparently a, a few different versions of how this first encounter went, as with everything, but... What I can glean and what I saw the most, uh, seemed to be the most accurate and completely sense, you know, very, very sensible experience 
um, I, you know, put this one together. So he was driving over the Little Man River, Miami River, middle of the night, sees three shadowy figures that are standing like right by the bridge. Maybe they were trolls. Well, here's how they appeared. Oh, okay. So they were uh, four feet, three to four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Midgets. Stand, standing sorry, on their people. hind legs. Ooh, hind legs. Okay. They appeared to have dark and leathery skin and frog-like faces. Interesting. Yeah. Not something you see every day. Yeah. So, apparently he was the type of businessman that he wanted to uh, sit there and stare. I guess, you know, nerves of steel, because who just sits there and watches? I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how far away you are I as guess. to how long you're going to wait. Right. Or whether you got your gat. That, you know, the normal the thing, if I saw some three or four foot high reptilian looking things standing on their hind legs, I... Dark skin. Well, is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm saying reptilian. Is that... Is it, oh. No. And, uh, you know, normally I wouldn't stick around. Well, you know me. I might. Yeah, yeah you're kind of ballsy. As far I as probably that goes. would. I'm, I'm more I'd like to try to communicate to, it. Yeah. Communicate with them. But see, you're, you're more them, of a pet them. Uh, you're more of a I'll cross into your yard and trespass, and I'm like, no. Hey, the baby goats were loose. Yeah. I didn't want them to get run over, so I went and I put the baby goat. I'm not back debating the fence. I'm not debating that. So anyway. Before we get too far off course with, okay. with your generosity towards trespassing on people's properties, we'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> so, Mr. Businessman watches, and he the figures are like they're like talking to each other, and it's it's like a a, a very mumbled, almost you know I imagine it to be mm-hmm. like. Like frogs, like you guys get the idea. We could do an hour of this, and it would be pure comedy gold. Gold, I tell you. So they they apparently were talking to each other for a little while, and he he kept watching, and suddenly one of them waved a a wand. <laughs> okay, Harry Potter. I, one of them was Harry Potter, apparently. Professor Dumbledore in the house, or or a pipe of some sort. Oh, and it like shot sparks Ooh. into the air. Well, scared away the, the businessman. I well, I'm sure it would scare away anybody. <laughs> so was it a wizard? I think this frogman. He been drinking something like Gandalf. Gandalf. The, Gandalf the Green. Gandalf the Green. You shall not pass! You shall not hop. Run, you fools. Oh, Alright. So, so that was, it, it's not known what this businessman did other than tell people at the local bar. Mm-hmm. He apparently did not report it to the police, which, listen folks, you gotta learn how to be safe. You gotta protect your neck. Mm-hmm. Just so, like Wu-Tang says. Yep. If you see... A rogue, giant, walking, shooting sparks, frog man. 
Report it to the police. Because they won't think you're crazy or anything. They might think you're crazy. No, no, Mr. Risco. However. Just come this way. We have this lovely leather strap jacket for you. You're only crazy until 1972. Uh-oh. In that case. Uh-oh. Say what now? So, in our Wayback Machine, we're going to take it forward to such an awesome year as 1972. That was an awesome year. When we were born. Mm-hmm. And, um... The uh, frogman came out of out of hiding. Oh. So there was a police officer who was driving, and apparently it was in a Marchish of nineteen seventy-two. So right after I was born. Was his name Smitty? Because back then all police officers their names. You know what? It's Smitty. funny. I, his name was on there because he was a legitimate cop, and for the reasons of anonymity for him, anonymity. I am protecting his name. We'll Smitty. call him Officer Smitty. Okay. So, Officer Schmitty was driving very carefully because of ice on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he saw something shuffle across the road. Oh. Shuffle. 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 So, it was kind of down on fours, crouched over, but it was rather large. So, we'll call him Schmitty. Schmitty said, what the bajingity? Shined his light on it. Okay. And stopped. And said, what the bajingity is that? That's right. Because, you know, he's from Ohio, so... That's right. <laughs> Southern Ohio at that. So, Southern almost, Ohio. You're almost in Kentucky. Yeah, is a bajingity a thing in Kentucky? I don't know. It's just a word I made up. So, he shines his light around, Officer Schmitty, and he saw a creature. And how he described this creature is it was three to four feet tall. It stood up. Uh-oh reared its head back. Okay, it stood up. Okay. And it stared at it. Oh. With its frog with eyes. With its little beady frog eyes. Beady frog eyes. Beady frog eyes. And it just stared at him. Mm-hmm. And it stood kind of awkwardly. Now, some stories have that he had a tail. Some had that he did not on this. Well, frogs don't have tails, so that's... No, but when they're newts... Perhaps right. he was a youngin. He maybe he could have been. He was a yeah, newt. youngin. Uh, a newt. But anyway, he stared at him, and the, the officer Schmidt. He was like, "I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna sit here and stare at him for a minute." All of a sudden, and piss my pants. He hears. Oh. Some type of that's the noise that it was described as frog communication. Yes. And he climbed over the rail and into the water. So he tells his friends about it. Smitty needs to stop drinking on duty. Well, Schmitty says, you know, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But his friends believe him. You know, they want to believe him. Right. Until Officer, not Schmitty. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. But, yeah, the dog's always got to make their, yes. their way known. Somebody outside... That's enough. We know. We know. They're vicious. All right, come here, Peanut. Come here. So, two weeks later... Lay down. Thank you, Peanut, for... Lay down. Lay down. Another police officer... Lay down. uh, Not Schmitty. Not Schmitty. Not Schmitty. Was coming upon what he thought was some roadkill. Oh. So... He approaches it and, like, you know, he's going to knock it off the road or do whatever it is. And all of a sudden, 
It's, it's some bitch starts jumping at him. Some bitch. He kind of hops jumping? at him. What? And the startled cop pulls his gun and shoots at him. Oh, God damn, I would too. Now, reportedly, he stood up, climbed a fence, and got away. Oh. However, this policeman came out later, a few years later, and said, Oh, it was just a hoax. It was a big iguana. In Ohio. In Ohio. A big iguana, but with no tail. And it was a hoax. But I say, that's crap. Mm-hmm. Please cover up. That's right. CIA involved in this shit. I know it. If it wasn't real, then how come in 2016... Uh-oh. After a long layoff... Mm-hmm. Two kids. Two. Two. Dose. I'm going to say kids, but it sounds like they were probably adults. Okay. But they're playing games, so. Okay. Playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, it probably was adults. They reported a giant frog. What? Up sure, on two like legs. A, sure, it wasn't like a Squirtle from their game. It might be Squirtle. I was trying to think of what Pokemon guy it could be. Is there a giant frog guy? Uh, probably. They might have been tripping on acid. They might have I don't been. know. However, they swore... Smoking the devil's cabbage. The devil's cabbage wouldn't do that. No, that's true. Satan's lettuce might. Satan's lettuce, yeah. So, now, I, you know, I gotta wonder, We, you know, the validity of those two, we don't know. But it, how could it not be real if there are so many cultural references to this? True. 2019. Mm, oh, from the ATL, there was a band called Old Sweater. And their song? Mm-hmm. Loveland Frogman. Uh-oh, say what now? Look what? that up. Loveland Frogman by, what was the name of the band? Bad Sweater? Old Sweater. Old Sweater. Probably Stinky Sweater. Probably, you know. that's what I was thinking. Probably yeah. Stinky. And <laughs> that, not only that, if you want to quench your thirst for content on the Loveland Frogman... There's a James Renner novel called A Man from Primrose Lane. Ooh. And this has a fictionalized version of... A fictionalized because there's the real Loveland right. Frogman. You don't want to, you know... And a fictionalized right. version of the Loveland Frogman. Okay. Because that makes sense. And if you're just a glutton for punishment, you can check out the 2014 musical... Oh. Titled Hot Damn, it's the Loveland Frog. There's a musical, Bob? There is a musical. Shut the front door. Now I love musicals never, but <laughs> I might I might it's drive me to drink, Jen. I know. <laughs> it it is a musical about the Loveland Frog Man. I we might have to check that shit out. Me and Mike's Hard Lemonade are uh, checking it out. Yep. But that's all. That's it. That's what I got. Well, that was interesting. The Loveland Frog Monster. Frogman. 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 My apologies. My name is Daryl. <laughs> all, right. all right, Bigfoot. You don't have to call me. Oh, wait. That's right. That's Bigfoot. Well, that was interesting, Bob. Thanks for uh, sharing that. And um, if anybody, yeah, well. any any family members that we have or friends that are in the Skinskinati area can uh, verify... Uh, maybe they've seen it, the Loveland uh, Frogman. Frogman. Let us know. Leave us a message, you know, on Facebook or He's actually on our podcast. 
page. Supposedly tied to other frogmen in Kentucky as well. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's Kentucky for you. Look at that. Dropping knowledge bombs. Dropping knowledge. You're so smart. And good looking. And good looking. That's right. Uh Got that right. Uh (laughs) Ah-ha! So, before we kick into my story, um, I just want to let you know that we are on all major platforms, so subscribe to our podcast, Libations and Legends. We are on iTunes, Spotify. You can get us on Anchors, where we record off of. So, uh, you know, hey, be nice, be friendly, hit that subscribe button. We're a household name. We are. We're a household name. So, all right, now we're getting on to my story, and my story has to do with uh, a trip I, I took um, when my dad lived out in uh, the sunny Los Angeles. Um, and uh, I went out to visit him one summer and we drove up the coast because I'm from Monterey Bay. So we he had a friend who lived in San Jose and he was a, he's a really good friend of my dad's. Jean Jean the Dancing Machine to to San Jose. Okay, so anyway, we went up. Jean Jean the Dancing Machine. Jean Jean the Dancing Machine lived up in San Jose, California, and we thought we'd go uh, stay with him for a few days. And um, we went. Me and Bongo Bob. Me and Bongo Bob, that is what they call my father, or the Bob, is what my friends call him. Um, So. We thought, you know, and my dad's friend, Gene, was into all this paranormal stuff, you know. So it's like right up my alley. He's into all the ghost stories and all that. The one thing that kind of freaked me out is his apartment number was 666. I was like, okay. When do you have to have pay extra for that? What's, I wonder. I wonder if you do. So, but also in San Jose, California, is the Winchester Mystery House. That nonsensical, wonderful, haunted palace. Yes. And if you've seen the movie, boo, it it sucked. It it wasn't anything. I mean, I know they take liberties with stuff on movies, but that was like so far off the freaking grid with that. She wasn't a psychic. She wasn't sitting in some room scribbling away on parchments and shit. You weren't there. Okay. So, okay, so let me give you a little background on the Winchester uh, Mystery House. It's pretty famous. Most people who are into the paranormal and everything like that have heard about it. So, um, the Winchester Mystery House was owned and had only one occupant, and that was Sarah Winchester. Now, Sarah Winchester is the widow of William Winchester, who died of tuberculosis in 1881, and William Winchester was the manufacturer of the Winchester repeating uh, rifle. Love your firearms. So, you know, uh, when he died, she was in the money. That's, that's, that's serious. That's like serious money. It was like, I think the, the stats I read was she was making like in today's equivalent was like from, was like $26,000 a day off of the... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The profits off of the Winchester repeating rifle. So, but on top of that, she also invented, and my great grandma had one of these in her basement. And some of you might, they're the big, like double sinks, like that are real deep. You know, most people have them in their basements. That's where I've always seen them. But they're like, one side's got like a washboard. 
Oh. One side's got like a washboard and then the other side is like, they're just really deep and she invented that. So she was making money off of that and money off, yeah, she wasn't hurting for money. So. She would be an eligible bachelorette. That would be her TV show. That would be. Now. That would That would be. Who wants to marry a crazy billionaire? Bachelorette. Bachelorette. So anyway, um, she also had a child who died um, very young from um, a disease basically where they pretty much just kind of like wasted away to nothing. So she's kind of had some tragedy in her life and um, she went to visit a medium, a psychic in Boston. And the psychic said, oh, Elizabeth, you are being haunted by these people who were killed by a Winchester rifle. They are angry. Their spirits are angry because they were killed with your weapons. Move out the ghost, west. The ghost of people killed previously by Winchester Yes, arms. they're very angry. And then today, Move the ones west. killed for today, and then the ones from the future. Oh, wait. Is that uh, yeah, Christmas Carol? So anyway, she decided to listen to the psychic or the the medium and move out west and she landed what is that pretty far as west as you yeah pretty much yeah yeah she went like she went like all the way yeah so okay so she bought um an unfinished farmhouse in 1884 in the santa clara valley and began to build her mansion. Oh, so it wasn't, it was a, a house to It was with? just like an unfinished little farmhouse. Oh. Now, if any of you have seen pictures of the Winchester Mansion, it is ginormous. I mean, it's, I forget, it sits, it was originally like 67 acres of land, but then uh, once they kind of condensed it down after she had passed away, it only sits on four acres now because it is like a big draw and it, you know a lot of people go there to check it out and stuff like that so but um they don't work on it anymore now no not anymore so basically what happened is is once she got out west and bought this farmhouse she had other mediums and psychics coming in kind of telling her the same thing and she, and they said you need to build this house the way the ghosts are telling you to build it and she also thought that if she built certain things certain ways it would confuse the spirits so they would never find her well it's a solid way to make a living what you gotta do is you listen to your slay gigs right just do what they tell you right and you can never go wrong never so basically people built on this house continuously like carpenters Built on this house continuously for like 36 years, 24 hours a day, nonstop. Not the same ones. No. Well, maybe some of the same ones, but it's not like where they were trying, like, uh, which is H.H. Holmes. Right, where they were trying to, yeah, where he kept, (coughs) excuse me, firing people so they wouldn't know the layout of his house. So, anyway, Sarah's building this house and, um, you know, then the 1906 earthquake hit seven stories. This house originally was then the 1906 uh, San Francisco earthquake hits knocks the top four stories off. It was probably much more manageable at that point. Three, three or four stories off. Yeah. Well, basically what kept it from totally, um, 
totally being destroyed was it's, it has like a floating foundation. So that kind of gives it some ebb and flow when they have, because they have a lot of earthquakes out that way. See, it turns out, though, that ghosts aren't the greatest at architecture no. and structural engineering. No. Unless they were a ghost of, like, Surprise. you know, an engineer or something. Surprise? Yeah. Booby. <laughs> I can't believe. Hans, Booby. So, anyway, Sarah's building this house, and she's got the wackiest floor plans. And, I mean, they're just... All kinds of randomness. One of the first things, like, when you walk in that you see is you walk into, like, where the, um, at least when I took the tour, you walked in through, uh, like, where the uh, carriage was kept. And the first thing you notice is there are a flight of steps, and they go straight up to the ceiling. There's nothing there. There's no door. There's no nothing. It's just steps that go up to the ceiling. It's a spot to read. Yeah, I guess. So then... The other thing is Sarah had a favorite number. Her favorite number was 13. So she would have like 13 little pieces. Like she had this stained glass window and had 13 particular little like uh, stained glass pieces in it. Or she had these steps, these really low rise steps. And they would have like exactly 13 steps going up to the next level. Or, you know, she had 13 drain holes in the sink drain. That's when you know you got too much money when you're doing shit like that. So, it was just there. It's just the wackiest house. So, let me give you some statistics here about maybe uh, statistics. So, there were roughly 161 rooms in the house. 40 bedrooms, 2 ballrooms, 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys, and 3 elevators. That's all in but one house. have a ball pit? <laughs> I don't think they had ball pits back back then. Maybe a trampoline room? No. No. Now, Sarah lived there, like I said, by herself. She did have her niece was her, like, personal secretary. And when she passed away on September 5th, 1922, she willed everything to her niece because that's all she had. She didn't have any other family. But her niece only kind of kept what she wanted and then sold everything else off, including the house. She kept the sex dungeon. So, yeah, the sex dungeon, she kept that. Because we know Sarah Winchester was kinky. So, but, um, it was just, it, it's, um, it's a very odd, it's very dark inside. It's not, you would think with that many windows and things like that, um, it would be, um, a little bit more light. Once again, ghosts are not very good at no, they're not. Planning. They're not. And worrying about lighting and True. architectural design. True. Now, the house first opened to the public for people to come and take tours in 1923. So this has been going on for quite a while because this house is such an oddity and so different. Um, and it's just, it was one of those things that, I mean, it's, I, I mean it, I'll definitely never forget it because it was just so unusual and so strange. And I've been to some wacky places. I've been um, to, you know... Uh, Alcatraz, where that's kind of a little wonky, and well, this has got to be though. Like, I would imagine not having been there, a bit disconcerting to to be walking around and really not having an idea. I don't know how much you're allowed off of the beaten path. You're not you now. Now you are. I guess they've opened up some more of the rooms and places because when I was there, they had everything roped off and you had a guide, so you had to follow the guide. 
and you know they would tell you about different little places and things like that but then um apparently now they've opened up some other areas where you can do like a self-guided tour um type type of deal which is what you can do at Alcatraz too um so you got your little little Jimmy did it yeah you're looking from again yeah so I could see where it'd be very easy to get lost in this house because it is so huge and there are so many different rooms and that go to nowhere I mean there are doors in the floor there are windows in the floor it's balconies that open up and there's nothing there like it's a straight drop down used to be the sex room yeah that's it so I mean it's just a very odd house now I'm going to tell you about my personal experience that I had at the Winchester Mystery House I was wondering I knew you had something yeah, it was, um, okay, so, stop playing with my, my feet, my pities. So, okay, so I went there with my dad, and Jean Jean the Dance Machine, and his wife Karen, and, um. The Karen? Huh? Not the Karen. Um, so, okay, so we're doing the tour and everything like that. So far, it's okay. It's more unusual, strange than anything else. And we come to her seance room, okay? And when you walk into the seance room, that door shuts, and then you can't get back out that door. You have to walk across the room and go out of another door, and when that door shuts, you can't get back in. You have to go to the great egress? Yeah. So basically, we stepped into the seance room, and I want to say we were kind of like, not the very back of the group. I mean, it wasn't a really huge group, but um, we we stepped in the room, and I immediately felt so uncomfortable. Oppressed. It was like it. it I just felt so uneasy and so uncomfortable, and I just was like, I tried to rough it out, and the tour guides talking. I left. I walked across the room because I, I just couldn't stand to be in there. Well, you're very sensitive to energies like that, I think we've found so far. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think now that I've kind of gotten older and a little bit more jaded, yeah. I really don't kind of feel the things like I used to feel when I was l- younger. Um, I think that happens with a lot of people. Um, but I I am, it is true, I am kind of sensitive to to other people's energies and stuff like that um but it just it was like one of those things where it was just kind of like I gotta get out of here I can't I can't be in here you know there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just a feeling like I gotta get out of here and so I I I did not even stop to hear what the tour guide had to say and I walked I didn't even tell my dad I just left and walked out and ended up yeah, and it came out. Yeah, and came out into it. It came out into one of the big ballrooms, and there was nothing in there. And once again, this house is so oppressively dark inside. It really is for some some house that is so huge and has so many windows. It was just so dark and gloomy, and it's it's just it it, it was a very different kind of experience. If you live out. In San Jose, if you're planning after this whole coronavirus, you know, kind of dies down, if you want something interesting to do, go check out the Winchester Mystery House because it is very interesting. Um, You know, people, she was a little kooky, but uh, her kookiness uh, 
really kind of gives you like an eye is something very interesting that you're never going to see any place else with this house and it's just very odd and it's there's just a lot of there is a lot of energy there a lot especially in that seance room a lot of uncomfortable energy in, in that house but when when she did die um they said that the workers literally dropped their hammers and walked off the job oh hell yeah because they had been working on this house for day and night for so long you, you think about it if you go to work you're doing your job and something you do it just because you're told to but it's really kind of weird and kooky and doesn't make any sense you're not completing any vision or anything like that right there's no yeah. rhyme or reason to it there's you like, know there's going to be I'm done. no end to it you know what i mean it's just it's never going to be it's, she's never going to be satisfied and even the gardens are set up that way they have like a very manicured garden and there are certain like celestial symbols in the garden and you know things like that they're built a certain way or the the garden is grown in such a way that it kind of coincides with her visions or what the spirits were telling her or whatever the, the mediums were telling her so even the garden has that uh kind of thing going for it everything in this house is basically built off of what these quote-unquote spirits were telling her to do through these mediums well think of the level of energy that could be accumulated having to do with that house oh yeah if you have you know depending on how you believe and, and things like that you know i believe that everything is energy and even after people pass on that there's an energy that's right. still left so if you take all that energy that's associated with it you know with people from when you know from winchester arms who are who are hurt because of, whether it's because of some negligence or whatever it would happen to be and kind of put all that together it's just i mean it could be a, a unbelievable amount of negative energy amount of energy right right maybe that was just a way of being able to release that that negativity i could be but you know expression, i mean artistic expression i guess but she believed it was the spirits from all these people that were killed from the Winchester rifle. But should have called Ghostbusters. Yeah, it should have. But uh, if if you're ever out in San Jose, um, that's a, a very interesting uh, tour to take. So um, that's my story and my experience at the Winchester Mystery House. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's right. So... We hope you enjoyed our stories today on libations and legends. Once again, we would love it if you would subscribe um, on all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify. We record like. Anchor. If, you, yeah, if you're on iTunes, give us a like. Give us a rating. That would be phenomenal. So we will be back next week with a brand new story for all you cool cats and kittens. So you guys enjoy your weekend. This is Bob and Jen saying we out. Peace.